So what I've heard is you've retired twice, twice. and it, and people have pulled you out of, uh, oh, yeah. of retirement. I got so. one day each time. I got one day off. <laughs> I just give up. I'm easy. <laughs> this is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host, John Barsness. All right, welcome everybody to this latest episode of From Paint to Purpose. Uh, We've got with us a special guest today coming straight from uh, Tennessee into the cold of Minnesota. Uh, Our Senior Project Manager for National Paint, Ronnie Martin. Ronnie, thank you for being a part of this uh, podcast episode. Thank you for having me. So Ronnie's been with us for over 10 years now? 11. 11 years. Yeah, 11 years already. Uh, he's played a lot of different roles for the organization. Uh, currently, he is a senior project manager uh, handling some of our bigger uh, paint projects. But he's got a, a, a interesting career that I think uh, would be our viewers would really like to, to hear. So, Ronnie, why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into this industry and then kind of talk us through uh, how you ended up at FCP because it's a, it's a fascinating story. To start, I was a kid in high school. I took a DE course, and I was planning on working in a factory the rest of my life. And the teacher told me, he said, you're a salesman. He said, I know the store manager at Lowe's. And I'll make you an appointment. They hired me. I stayed for 20 years. I went in as a janitor and finished as a store manager. And I was seeing my kids not very often. I was gone all the time working all the hours. And I decided to retire. When I retired, I flew to Chicago. Chicago one morning, I met the vice president of Alspar on a plane. He hired me in the air and sent me to Tennessee. So I stayed there for 19 years overseeing loads of projects. And I got to know Robert and James. And they heard I was leaving and they come and got me. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> so what I've heard is you've retired twice, twice. and it, and people have pulled you out of, uh, oh, yeah. of retirement. I got so. one day each time. I got one day off. <laughs> I just give up. I'm easy. <laughs> but, um, and it's been 11 years here. And so when you first started, when James and Robert hired you uh, from Valspar, uh, we were st- we were working low stores predominantly at that Pretty point much. in time. About uh, 90%. Yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about what your role was here and how you helped us continue to build that program. Well, I started out, in, well, with Valspar, I did their inspections. I watched their quality control and signed off on their warranties and, and stirred up trouble every day, all day long. <laughs> that caused lots of problems. And when Chip hired me, I was sitting back in the back office the first week, and he, he come out and stuck his head in the window. He said, I didn't hire you because I like you. I hired you because you do your job. <laughs> and he said, now you're mine. <laughs> so that was, you know, I had no idea it would last this long, but... I'm having a ball. I'm I'm having too much fun. (laughs) And so when you were at Valspar doing the quality checks and assessments, uh, we were obviously working on those stores. And so you were, you were looking at our uh, work product Mm -hmm. and talking to our project managers and our foreman. What was, uh, what was your takeaway? Why did, why was FCP the place that you thought, Hey, I'd go there after I was done with Valspar did it have a lot to do with the interactions that you had with us uh, well, through it, the assessment? I noticed the quality. I noticed the the team effort. Well, you know, especially we called them the church boys. <laughs> Everybody from up here was blonde head, blue eyes. 
my first week in Valspar, I, I rode with one of the girls. She used to do the inspections. We pulled up in Steubenville, Ohio, 7 o'clock in the morning, and it was like gophers come out of the hole all over the store. <laughs> all the church boys were standing on top of the roof <laughs> looking at me because, you know, here we go. We're going to cause trouble. And uh, Robert and James were painting the blue roof in their socks. Both of them were painting. Yeah, they were just kids. And over the years, we just had a good relationship. We worked good together. And when I decided to get out of Alspar, they were sitting there. I thought they were kidding when they told me they wanted to meet. I said, what, you want to meet me for what? They said, we want to put you to work. I said, you're kidding. And then it's been a great ride. So when you first started with us, what were you doing? Driving. I flew up here. Robert picked me up in a brand new company car. They picked out what I wanted. It took them a week because I wanted a fin on the back. I wanted a spoiler. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> so uh, Robert picks me up at the airport. I come over here and he's busy and he's doing his daily stuff. He throws me a set of plans and he said, figure the paint for this. So I figured it up and we were within 10% of each other. He said, well, you know how to do that. He said, you got your training, you can go home. But <laughs> the next morning I come by to check out and he handed me a list of about 15 stores to look at on the way home. I got home about two and a half weeks later. Wow. And uh, I drove all the way to New England and back on the way home. And then it really started. The first year I drove 90,000 miles. Wow. How many stores do you think you visited then? Probably a thousand. Wow. In one year. But I made three visits. I did the pre-inspection I did the, the in process I did the finals I did all the equipment I ordered the paint it was, we just had four crews I did everything and so as the organization has grown your role has changed multiple times um, in recent uh, time you were part of what we call our facilities uh, management uh, business unit now was break fix at the time right talk to me about how that started for you well, it started with James. James was doing the the groundwork. He would send me the information. I would get a quote, figure it, send it to him, and he would put it in service channel. After about two weeks of that, trying to catch each other on the phone, he said, looks like you got this down pat. It's yours. Take over. See? <laughs> so that, that really grew over about a five-year period. Well, what I've heard so far is that uh, you you started and had a training of all of a day and a half, and then you had another job, and you got a training even lo a little bit longer, two weeks, and then you just had to go figure it out. The only job training. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you did you helped us continue to grow that uh, that break fix side of our business or facilities management side, um, and then I pulled you into uh, our national paint team as a project mm -hmm. manager. Your role is unique because all of our other project managers have in-house uh, self-performing crews that, that they manage and then a couple of subs here and there. But your work has always been 100% with our subs in this role. Tell us a little bit about why that's different. The difference is the fixed cost going in to start with. I know what we're paying. I know what we're going to finish with if everything works out correct. You know, everything's set up before. There's no variables to cost money. And, like, it is special. I mean, I have two special guys that I've dealt with, one of them for 25 years. He was, both of them are former FCP employees. And I trust them. They trust me. We make a good team. We work together. They don't lie to me. I treat them good. We get good product. We get good service. And we grow every year. Yes, you do. Uh, they all, they combine mm -hmm. probably have nine, seven to nine crews. On as much as 12 if I need to. Yeah. Well, you've uh, you have 
moved everywhere the organization's asked you to move in terms of roles and responsibilities. Why do you keep coming back? Like why you could you could walk away and and enjoy a retirement. Why do you keep coming back year after year? I've got a little woman at home for 37 years. If I come home, she would kill me. <laughs> I would be divorced. You know, I'm at home, but part, well, I'm at home, but I'm in my office and she's in the house. You know, we have separation in between us. But it's, I went to work when I was 14. I'll be 65 this January. I've been all these years out of job. I get up and go to work every night. That's what I do. And so what has what is what are the things that you would say are the most unique about our organization and the company, the culture, the people? What what are the things that you would say to somebody? This is why this is a great place. Well, you give the people what they need to work with. You listen, you trust them and you give them enough rope to hang themselves. And when they do, you come and cut them down. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, you know, I feel comfortable in what I do because you trust what I do. You know, you know, you know me long enough. You know what I'm going to do. You know, I'll do what's best for the company. So, most unique situation you ran into when you've been on a job site. Mm -hmm. you, you really want to know that? I ask. Well, how about when I fell off the roof? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles, taking pictures on a two-story roof of a mall on Sunday morning at seven o'clock. I missed some pictures the day before, so I went back to recapture them. Nobody knew I was there. I finished. I put all my cameras on my back. You know, I'm a heavy boy anyway. I had all the extra weight. And the ladder split, and I rode it down to the next roof, you know, with my legs behind me. I looked up, and I said, well, I lived this far. Can I get down? So uh, I slid down the ladder, got in my car. I was going to the next job site, and I stepped out, and I fell over in the parking lot. So at that time, Michael Cusa, we were partners in the pictures. He had just left and come back to Minneapolis. I called him. I said, get your plane ticket. We got a few more pictures to take. I'll stay here and do the paperwork. You've got to climb them ladders. I can't do it right now. So he was back the next morning. We got it done. I flew home. And uh, that's when things changed. The Robert and James told me to get me a pencil, computer, <laughs> find me a sub, and get a job done. So it Within five years, I had 600. We had 600 subs that we called on nationwide. We had thousands of jobs. It's, it's been very good. So your, your your advent into project management was because a, a ladder split and you weren't able. you think if that wouldn't have happened, you would have continued on the road? Probably longer? not. I was getting old enough to get tired of driving. Yeah. I was, I was needing a change. It, it happened for a purpose. Yeah. What about what, when you did assessments for whether it was us uh, as the contractor when you were with Valspar, what's one of the most unique scenarios that you walked into? Well, everybody's different. We had a whole lot of quality, and some, some contractors, we didn't have a whole lot of quality. Robert and James were special. They wanted to get the job done. They wanted to do it as reasonable as they could, and they would, do, they would go the extra mile to help me. One Sunday morning, they had five stores to inspect in Tennessee. It was about a six-hour drive, and I picked up James at the Holiday Inn, and we inspected five stores on Sunday. That was a favor to him. But he got his warranties. They got paid the next week. I moved on to another state, and we made it work. It was just a partnership. 
So when you had other contractors, what was the difference between working with some of them and working with FCP then? Well, you've heard the speed blow and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people like to try anything. You know, the more experience you get with it, the more things you catch. But quality is the main issue. You know, to keep going, to have a future, you've got to have the quality. Well, there's no doubt about that, especially as, as clients have gotten more conscious of what their store should look like and the, the technology has improved enough for them to actually see it in some cases without even stepping foot on, on the property. So how has the, the industry itself changed uh, over the years as, as you have looked at things? What are some things that you look at now and go, man, that, that's completely different than what it was 15, 20 years ago? Well, the quality control has changed a lot. There's a lot more checks and balances. There's a lot more people looking at what we finish with. You know, we have to we have to do a good job because if you don't, you're back in two weeks doing it for free. The and freebies aren't good. No. Well, Nobody likes that. And then the next year, you're not getting as much work anyway. Cause but it, during my time with Lowe's, we had 25 contractors that painted Lowe's stores. I worked with all of them. But, you know, Final Coat was just different. You know, I was kind of, they looked at me like a, a family, part of the family. I mean, Chip will tell you I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but I held them to the letter of the law. I made, I didn't made them. I asked them to do what they need to do. If it wasn't correct, I asked them to come back. And we had some good days and bad days, but we got it done. What do you enjoy most about what you're doing right now? The people. My everyday interaction with the people here, with the subs in the field. Seeing it come together at the end of the year and be successful. You recently oversaw two uh, hotel properties that we repainted. Uh, first time with a client. Talk to me a little bit about taking on those types of projects, knowing that you trust your subs. But what, what's different about doing a hotel compared to a big box store? A hotel is more complex. You've got more people around you. You've got more obstacles to watch out for. You've got more safety issues. And with the subs that I use, they're used to doing these jobs. And, you know, every day I operate through their pictures and through their conversations. And, you know, they trained me how to do it. I learned a lot. And so we, this was a unique client too, because the project manager for them that was on site, he was on site uh, mm -hmm. several times, uh, had nothing but great things to say about the quality of work and the way in which we responded to things. What would you attribute that to? Uh, you know, you've got the relationship with that with our subcontractor in that case, but when you're hearing those things uh, as a positive, like he looked at the quality and said, "I've not seen quality like this on any of our properties." Mm. What was what is that? Where do you think that comes from? Well, to start off, I mean, he told us what he was looking for, what he had to have in order to continue doing business with us. And it's that's our standard anyway. I mean, we're going we're gonna to use quality as much as possible. And the sub that we had doing the job was very responsive to him. You know, I talked to him every four or five days on the phone. He was the owner was very responsible or very responsive to me. You know, we had good conversations. You know, he's he's a buddy. You know, he'd call me and just ask me how things are going. What this is what I need. Can you get it to me today? We got him what he needed. We finished the job. We had some weather issues. We had. All kinds of issues, but it finished and it looked great. And so when you are working with your subcontractors, how do you balance, obviously, 
building them up and giving them opportunities. But what happens when they're either, you know, there's a lull in the business and you're trying to maintain them so they don't go elsewhere and take on too much work where we can't bring them back. And then those times where they're looking for a little bit more, how do you balance those two things with these subs and that you've had them for years. And so you obviously have done a great job of that. Why has that been so successful? I've got a shotgun. I threaten their life. <laughs> they want to live till the next week. <laughs> no, that's that trust. They are tied to us. They appreciate what we do. That we take care of them in good times, and they live and you know they find something to do. They 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 don't dare try to comp- compromise our business. That's just a relationship we have. They're like my children. I mean, I'm older, and they respect what I do, and we're family. We're all like your children, Ronnie. I know. I know. Yeah, we love that about you. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, somebody who's coming into the industry, they're not sure what to do, but they're thinking, I want to be a part of either the assessment side or project management. What advice would you give a, a young professional coming into this industry? Assessment first. Learn the business. See the ins and outs. Know the tricks and then project management. Because you're guiding somebody that knows a lot more than you do. And you've got to have checks and balances with them. You've got to check behind them. What's the one thing as you look at your career that you're most proud of? Most proud of? Just making it this far. (laughs) (laughs) There's a challenge every day. No, I'm just proud to be here. I've, my career, I've had fun. I've had three jobs. I've never been fired. You know, I've never drawn the unemployment. You know, I've always, I've had a job since I was fourteen. I enjoy going to work. If I don't enjoy it, I'm going somewhere else that I will enjoy. I think that right there is a lesson for everybody because we do, we try to have a lot of fun in, in our in the organization. We take our work very seriously. We don't take ourselves very seriously at most uh, on most days. Uh, I think that's what, for me anyway, I get a lot of joy out of watching. You and I have had uh, a good relationship and a strong relationship for the time that I've been here. I have appreciated you coming to me and saying, hey, this isn't working. How do we solve it together instead of just complaining about it? Um, and so I, I enjoy when I get that call from you and, and you're just in a great mood and and you're appreciative of what the organization has done, but you're serious about getting the work done and doing it uh, a high quality. Um, I think you've you've actually shown others that that's something that can be done, that you can actually have fun with what we do. As crazy it is, as it is and as frustrating as it can be, you still always have a smile and you always have a story. And you always have a joke. Let's go back to that question. The biggest accomplishment was me coming here. We've got guys that have been here, project managers been here for 10 years. And I walk in and start walking around on their jobs. You know, I, I, I knew these guys from before. And for about six months, they hated me. <laughs> but after about a year, both of them come to me and apologize. You know, they said, we appreciate what you do. You're here to help us. We're sorry. That was a big, the first year was a big trial. These were two big boys. I had to watch behind my back all the time. <laughs> you know, I had to be, I, I was always out in the daylight with them. I didn't go out at night. <laughs> but they, in, in the end, we became family. 
I think that's the key. We we do, you know, we are a, I would say we're about as normal as any other family. We've got dysfunction. Uh, we've, don't say we've that got about our, me. <laughs> yeah, we got arguments, but we also love each other and we care. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think that's, a, it's appreciated by everybody. Um, I've seen this group come together in, in ways that uh, I don't know that we've had in quite a while. So uh, I'm proud of it. I know you've been a big part of that because oh, yeah. you always bring um, a positivity to it, but you also will call it out when it needs to be called out. And I, I think, but you do it in a way that nobody really knows that it just got slapped across the back of the head, which I think is <laughs> well, somewhat appreciated. I just, uh, you know, I just like to treat people like I want to be treated, you know, put it on the table. Let's talk about it. We don't have to fight. You know, we can talk and don't ever lose your temper. That's the main thing. If you do that, everybody gets in trouble. Yeah. You know, it goes down the wrong road. Yeah. Well, I've appreciated the conversation, Ronnie. I, I know that you have just a wealth of knowledge, and, and hopefully everybody who listens and watches this uh, this episode recognizes that hard work, that commitment and loyalty go a long way. So you've, got, you've had a very long career, and, and I think as you told me a while ago, you're going to be working another 100 years. So um, we're going to keep propping you up and keep letting you continue <laughs> to do what you do. Well, as long as the opportunity is there, I'm willing I know you are. At some point in time, I want to slow down, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, we'll get you down to about 75%. 75 hours a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. No. But as long as I enjoy what I do, I'm happy doing what I do. It's, it's, you know, it's it's a great thing. You feel good about it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time and, uh, and the wisdom that you've brought uh, everybody. I hope that you will pay attention to some of these, these golden nuggets that you're getting out of somebody who's had been there, done that. Not much surprises Ronnie anymore. Uh, and that's a great thing for all of us because we can learn from them every day. So thank you very much for, for joining us, Ronnie. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wish I was 25. I'd start it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.